ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. This is Monte Ball. Monte steps to the right, dashes, reaches, touchdown. You listen to 100.5 ESPN WTLX Monona Madison. Grab a red shirt, flash your W's. It's game day, Wisconsin. David Gilroy from the three. 100.5ESPNWisconsinCollegeGameDay.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com.com
But you can still do some things in there. Like I said, jet sweep. Absolutely. Mix things up a little bit. Get guys the ball in space. And that just hasn't happened a lot this year. Here's the thing. Especially if, if, if they're going to go with this spread the ball in the backfield, spread it out, fine. Then let's go with the pony package, which is bringing the three running backs, the Melvin Gordon, James White, Monte Ball formation. Get Melvin Gordon slash let's get Garendo on the jet sweep. Make the defense honor his speed. All they need to do is peek at him for a second, and that opens up the inside zone in the middle. Or fake the inside zone and give it to Grendo to make that defense play some honest football. I want to see some of that. I'm with you on that one, Mercy. Absolutely. I love how you just referred to yourself in the third person. Did the you Monte guys hear Ball. that, too? <laughs> yeah, I did. Did you guys, did you guys <laughs> catch that? I did catch that. But it's funny because Brett Bielen did the same thing earlier this week. He's going for his 100th win today against his former team, Wisconsin. Brett Bielen's 100th win as a head coach could come today against mm. Wisconsin. But earlier this week he was asked about it and essentially said, well, if Brett Bielema is going to get his 100th win, they're going to win when they <laughs> need to win and when they deserve to win. And it's just like, this guy never makes any damn sense, does he? I mean, uh, his most famous quote, man. Sorry, go ahead. No, I want you to go. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I jumped in, uh, jumped in on you right there. But his most famous quote is, uh, you don't know what you don't know. He don't would know say that know. all the time. And everyone was like, okay, we, yeah, but that kind of doesn't make sense, but it does. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. You don't know what you don't know. Well, that's, that's, that's uh, true, valid, I guess. But it's, but it's such a dumb Wow, that's statement. really throwing me. You know it is. And uh, he also had a famous quote. We don't have the audio of this one anymore, apparently. But at one point he said he had self-defecating humor. Yes. Whoa. You can confirm? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was, at the, I was at the press conference. He said it twice also. You know, sometimes you think that you hear things and you're like, I, you know, I probably just mumbled through it or something yeah. like that. But yeah, he came back and said, again, self-defecating. Wait. And I'm like, oof. Cool. Wait, are you confirming hearing him say that or confirming the actual self-defecation? No, no, no. no just, just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just the, well, just, I sure hope it's not the, the self-defecation. Just the malapropism, not the act. We, we've got a baby in the room. I think that's the only acceptable person in this room that can have self-defecating humor, but that's, that's just me. Uh, let's hear from Brett Bielema, who spoke earlier this week, about the opportunity to get his 100th win against his former team. It was quickly brought to my attention by several people, uh, the way it laid out. So when Coach Bielma gets his 100th win is when we deserve to win and when we play enough uh, to execute to have a win, and that's the probably the more fulfilling moment for me than anything. <laughs> okay, that's way worse than mine. That's way worse than mine. <laughs> I can't even get through it. That's Brett Bielema, head coach of Illinois. Once again, on the opportunity to get his 100th win today against his former team, Wisconsin. Uh, this, uh, He's a football coach, I guess. He's not an English teacher, but <laughs> true. What the hell? True. It's going to – listen, I'm telling you guys, an emotionally driven football game. Mercy, I love the fact that you said it's going to be played in between the ashes because I can't agree with you more on that. This is going to be a grind. This is going to be a grind. Mano y mano. Absolutely. So let's continue the preview into Wisconsin. We'll get into Illinois next segment. We'll do our Pella window into the opponent. Monte's dancing now. What's going I'm on? I'm jacked, man. I'm excited because, again, Coach Chris, Brett Bielema, this is going to go down in the books, man. <laughs> this is going to go down in the books. So when you look back at your playing time, Monte, yeah. who are you – who would you deal with more? Who are you closer with? I just want to have a little bit of a glimpse into, into your mind going into this game. Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, other than the running backs and the O-linemen, just because, again, as I was sharing with Mercy off the air – we would meet in the offensive lines room or they would come meet in our room because we understood that we have to be on the same page yeah. for everything else to work. Um, we knew that. So outside of them, I, w I was pretty close with Coach Chris. I really was. 
I really was. I loved the way that Coach Chris just wore that one hat of offensive coordinator. I loved the way that he would ask for our input on certain plays or the first couple of plays that we're going to roll with for the game. How does this feel, Monte? How does this feel, Russ? James, do you guys like this? We're going to try to set up this play in the second quarter. I hope he's doing that this year. I really, really do. But I, I, I know that it's difficult for him because you can't really set plays up if those first couple of plays aren't working. Yeah, and so you reference that. That makes yeah. me wonder, you know, is he as close or as comfortable with some of the players on this team as he was with, you know, a national title contending <laughs> type team like you guys had? Yeah, and that's why I always say this. It's, it's, it's obviously easier to coach when – when, when you got players that, that are, are really good, again, I'm not, I'm not tooting my own horn, but, but we were a really good football team. This is where Coach Chris makes his money. Develop some players. Develop a leader right now on this team who, who may emerge who you had no idea would emerge. This is where you make your money, Coach. This is where it's at. How do you get this team fired up to continuously play as hard as they can every single game this year? How about the timing of that uh, news story this week, speaking of, Co- speaking of Coach Chris making his money? Uh, about how he, he got a raise to over $5 million. That couldn't have come out at a worse time. It really wasn't a raise, though, right? He, was, he, he took a cut because of the COVID stuff, and yep. then he essentially just got back what he, they took from He him, got right? a bump. He got, well, I mean, cor- correct, but it stays. It wasn't oh. just a one time. This was an actual raise okay. to his salary okay. going forward. And, and, you know, whether you want to quibble about whether coaches are worth $5 million a year, <laughs> it just wasn't the right time for that news to come out from, from this program standpoint. They probably had it set to, like, at the end of last year, all right, at this, at this point in 2021, we're going to give you a raise. Right. But, yeah, the timing was just still uh, pretty bad taste in many fans' mouths. But, but, again, the seat is hot, but Chris should not move on. That being Chris McIntosh should not move on from, from Coach Chris. Now, this soon. when we look at Paul Christ, we, we talk often about him taking a little bit more responsibility this year. He took the play calling uh, responsibilities back from Joe Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Is that still the right call, you think, Bertsy, or are we starting to realize maybe he's wearing too many hats? You know, I, I think that I think it's the right call, but I think that's a valid question about how do you divide this time. So I so kind of to backtrack a little bit, I understood why, especially last year, he did that, why he, re- he delegated yeah. responsibility to Joe Rudolph. A, it's a guy that he really trusts, is on the same page with, uh, essentially. So uh, in a year like that, when there are so many variables going on, and frankly, you know, like you never know, is a coach going to be sick one week, mm-hmm. one or the other? It's nice to have a little bit of division of labor there. My, my take on it is, Paul Christ, what Paul Christ is good at is designing creative offenses. And creativity in, in the sense of looking at the talent that he has and, and adhering to that, yeah. coming up with plays that play to those players' strengths. Not creative in the, in the general sense of flea flickers and you know, mm-hmm. double reverses and things like that. Looking at guys and saying, I think that this guy would excel in this, in this role, in this opportunity. And sketching out plays and, and designing um, game plans that progress through a season where they play off of things that they've had on film, mm-hmm. different formations, run something else off of that, run a different play off of that formation, this type of stuff. So if he's not doing that, it's like you're not using your best strength. Mm. I don't feel comfortable with that. And I understand that there's so much more that goes into a head coach, but that's why you delegate other responsibilities so that you can focus on the thing that has gotten you to where you're at today. Well said. Monte, what do you think? Yeah, uh, that, was, that was brilliantly said, man. I, I, can't, I can't agree with you more on that. 
I, Thanks, man. I, that's I, that's honestly, the first time anybody's called wow. anything Mertzi said brilliant. I know. It, that well, was. Like that, a third grade teacher, uh, I think, said that. <laughs> <laughs> that most definitely was. I, I, I agree. That's all I got on that because I, I agree. I think, I think it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well said, man. <laughs> uh, he, he said that so well. Do that on tape? Not, he doesn't do know that on tape anymore. That's yes, awesome. we do. Yeah, listen, we'll man, cut that. You, yeah. you, 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 this, is, this is your spot, man. You've been here longer. <laughs> when, when did you first start here, like, doing this? Man, I, th- th- when we started the show. There you go, It was man. like, uh, it was right around. 99? It was right around 99, 2000. Sweet. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a great ride. We've seen so many good teams come through. Um, so many is this interesting the worst players. Start you've seen. Mm. This is the worst it start is. you've seen. It is. Yeah. I mean, is this my fault. They're, they're challenging. <laughs> Let, let's talk. Let's talk about other factors here. Now that now that he's going to bring <laughs> yeah. it up, the strofer bringing it down. The strofer. That doesn't shock me. I, I everything I touch burns. Big trailers, <laughs> big opportunities. And Stoughton trailers. Big just got even bigger. Starting paying Stoughton trailers now eighteen dollars an hour with hundreds of immediate openings in their Evansville, Broadhead, and Stoughton locations. They're looking for assemblers, welders, and more for first and second shift opportunities. Starting pays $18 an hour and up. Go check out what Stoughton Trailers has to offer at stojobs.com. That's stojobs.com. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. We'll take a deeper dive into Brett Bielema's squad, the fighting Brett Bielema's and our Pella window into the opponent. We'll do that next at CSPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Coach Bielma gets his 100th win is when we deserve to win. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Back to the Rock Sports Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Rocking on, huh? Across ESPN Wisconsin. Wow, nobody gave me credit for that. I thought that was very clever. We're rocking on from the Rock, Monte. I Not thought that, it, that, that was good, man. You I'm, didn't even laugh. Your, your, segues, are, your segues are good. I, okay. I like them, now, man. Now I feel like I'm just fishing for compliments. <laughs> yeah, this is unfair. Regardless, Carbon World Health is giving you the opportunity to work out for free the month of October. The first 20 people that go to CarbonWorldHealth.com slash ESPN can see what Dr. Nestor Rodriguez has put together for the six-week experience, and you can do that for free. Get on over to CarbonWorldHealth.com backslash ESPN and sign up for the month of October for free. Uh, if you like free stuff and if you like getting in shape, like I know me and Monte need to, get on over to CarbonWorldHealth.com slash ESPN. I want to remind you before we get into the Pella window and to the opponent, Monte and I have a little bet going on. Uh, Hunter Vaughn is holding it down back in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. If you've got that clip available, please remind our fans uh. what's on the line between me and former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball. The loser. We're both out of shape, I think, right? I'm, I certainly you think am. I'm most definitely am. <laughs> I know you've been out of the league a few years, but I don't know. Maybe you still work out. Uh, so we're both out of shape. 
I think whoever wins, so you're on Illinois, I'm on Wisconsin. Wisconsin wins, you run four laps around Capitol Square. I think that's about a mile. Okay. And okay. if Illinois wins, I'll do the same. Four laps around Capitol Square. That's where our ESPN Madison studios are on Capitol Square. Whoever loses this bet does a mile around Capitol Square. Four laps around Capitol Square next week. Under one condition. Yes. EMS services are on site. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Monte Ball. I'm Alex Strove. Now, we have added on to this behind the scenes, this bet that we've got going on that will be executed following Wisconsin's win this afternoon. Uh, Monte's got a Denver Broncos helmet still at his house here in southern Wisconsin. You've got a Denver Broncos helmet that from when you play in the league. I do. Now, the loser's going to wear that when they run these laps. Is that correct? <laughs> that is correct. That most definitely is correct. And uh, I got some shoes for you, man, if you need those. Yeah, what size are you? Uh, 12. That'd be great. Yeah, right, same size. I'll, Look I'll, at us. I'll bring your shoes, man. Does that I'll, mean I'll, I could be a running back in the National Football League uh, in a size 12 shoe? No, not really sure. Not quite how that works? Yeah, yeah, you see how Derrick Henry looks, right? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know what they're feeding these kids nowadays, but you're looking like a defensive end running like a 4-4-40 in the National Football League as a running back. But you will be doing those laps this evening my friend i don't think so and we'll get to our game picks here a little later but time now for the pella window into the opponent what do we know about this week's opponent i'm a man i'm 40 let's get a window into the opponent brought to you by pella windows and doors of wisconsin call gina della from pella today at 855 pella wi or schedule an appointment online at PellaWI.com slash radio time now for the pella window into the opponent brought to you by pella windows and doors of wisconsin here on espn wisconsin college game day the illinois fighting illini two and four on the year they have lost four of their last five. They beat Charlotte last week, though. I don't know. That's worth equal to, like, an Eastern Michigan win, I believe. 24-14 uh, to 14 win over Charlotte last week. But five losses in a row coming before that. University of Texas at San Antonio. The University of Virginia, Maryland at Purdue. Their five losses on the year. They have wins in versus Nebraska in week zero, if I'm not mistaken, that was. Which, <laughs> Are we going to go back there? I always will go back to Mercy. I hate week zero. It's so stupid. Just call it week freaking one. Uh, but nonetheless, a win over Nebraska, a win over Charlotte this year for the Fighting Illini. First-year head coach, as we've talked plenty about, Brett Bielema, uh, the brand-new head coach at the University of Illinois. Now, this team doesn't have a stupendous offense by any means of the imagination um, a couple of quarterbacks have seen time this year for illinois arter sitkowski and brandon peters and they've got two running backs more mostly a one-two punch they go to as well chase brown and joshua mccray are the two backs to keep an eye on for illinois each with over 50 carries and over 300 yards on the season so guys when you look at this illinois offense it doesn't pose a huge threat essential especially against a wisconsin defense that's so good yeah i mean in, in the the stat that i saw this week uh that really stood out about the badger defense and talking about how illinois gets it done which is mostly on the ground is that the badgers haven't given up they've given up one carry of more than 10 yards this season um illinois is not going to be able to get it done on the ground today 
And then you're looking at a Brandon Peters who seems a little bit dinged up. The guy's got some talent, um, but he's a little bit dinged up. And they don't have an answer at number two with Sitkowski. He's the guy to throw out there to just kind of pacify the masses, I think, and show that you're trying to pacify do something. Pacify the masses. So, <laughs> I, like you that. know, Illinois is just really challenged offensively, and I'm sure they get some confidence off of last week's game against whoever's against. You're running for that many yards. Hold you know? on, hold on, hold on. If they got real confidence against Charlotte, do you yeah. think Wisconsin got real confidence after Eastern Michigan? Um. I don't think so, but I think we're on a different plane here and where we're at in the program. That's fair. That's I, fair. I feel, like, I feel like Illinois will take what it can get. I mean, okay. Badgers are almost there uh, <laughs> at this point, but, I mean, they, they needed something positive to yeah. happen. That's right. that's all I'm saying out of that. And, you know, they, uh, Chase Brown had, what, 257 yards? I know it came against yep. the Charlotte team that's very middling, you know, to poor. But, um, you know, they got some things going offensively. So, you know, I, I still don't see it happening today to any degree on the ground. When you when you look at the papers, you look at the stats. Obviously, yeah, this is not a flashy Illinois team. It's most definitely not. Um, our defense should be able to stop Brown. Our defense should be able to stop Peters. And I do think that it's going to be obviously in between the hashes. It's going to be a grind. But again, I'm putting emphasis on special teams. I'm putting emphasis on where do underdogs get these wins? Special teams field position, trying to get that strip during punt, punt return, what have you, all of the above. I'm looking for the Badgers to tighten up their special teams, to tighten up their ball security. Um, that's what I hope happens, but I do not believe that's going to be the case. It's a matter of which offense can produce. And, and I mean, neither of them varies very good this year. We're just going to be flat out about it. Uh, yeah, these, these teams are – honestly, they look, they're somewhat similar. Uh, Offensively, you, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. It, literally, when you when you look at them on paper and stuff, it, it, it's it's a team that yeah, you got a running back that can play well, and I do believe they gain confidence from that win against Charlotte 49ers. I do believe that because with a new head coach, you need to take wins, take them where you can get them. As a new head coach, bringing in a new scheme, bringing in new recruiting, all of the above, you take those victories, and that that does bring some extra juice in that locker room. Um, so, I, I, again, guys, I think this is a dangerous game because they're coming off of a win. They know the Badgers are banged up mentally and physically, and I just think that we have to tighten it up on special teams. I always felt like Illinois, even when they've been, you know, terrible at times, they've had a bunch of uh, athletes. Yes. They've had a bunch of guys that could come out and hit, could, could run. They were just never on the same page. Um, and I thought, uh, you know, with the hiring Lovey Smith, uh, kind of a, you know, a, a grasp uh, yeah. to get a name in there and see if they could uh, hang, a, hang their hat on an NFL identity and maybe try to recruit out of Chicago a little bit better. But it, it was never to me. I mean, obviously, they need better athletes, but they had guys who could play. It was just completely um, non-cohesive. That's really what it's been with this Illinois team. It, it's, it's nothing sticks with them. Nothing has stuck for them in a very very long time but based on where the badges are at right now we're going in wounded i'm nervous and i do believe that running back braun i again our defense shouldn't have any issues but he's a strong runner he is a strong runner and he does a great job of breaking tackles so it's going to be an interesting matchup you guys no doubt about it and there was a bunch of interesting matchups across the scope of college football this Saturday. We've got a couple on right now, a couple upsets brewing. We'll do a scoreboard update as well as some game picks across college football next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Coach Bielma gets his 100th win is when we deserve to win. 
The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Monte will be doing after the Wisconsin Badgers beat the Illinois Fighting Illini later this afternoon. We're only 25 minutes away from kickoff. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day brought to you in part by Pepsi. Buy Pepsi. Scan the QR codes on specially marked Wisconsin Badgers packages and instantly find out if you want a $50 FansEdge.com gift card. It's that easy. Buy a pack. Scan the code. Find out if you've won. You get to gear up with your favorite team because Pepsi loves you, and Pepsi is a proud partner of the Wisconsin Badgers. Also makes for a pretty good game day mixer if you're interested in that kind of party. Uh, Time now for a college football scoreboard update. We'll send it back to the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Here's Hunter Vaughn. Thank you, Strofe. In the Big Ten, Ohio State is just piling it on now to Maryland. 56-17, they're up. They've scored 21 points in both the third and second quarter. They've got 12.50 to go. They're in the fourth in Columbus. And then out in Rutgers, it's 28-13. Michigan State is on top of Rutgers. 2.17 left to go in that game. Rutgers was close early, but Michigan State starting to pull away a little bit. Then later on today, we'll have a 3 o'clock kickoff with number 4 Penn State at number 3 Iowa. And then number 9 Michigan on the road to Lincoln, Nebraska to take on the Cornhuskers. That game's at 6.30. And then, of course, the Badgers, they kick off at 2.30 from Champaign. Elsewhere in college football, Texas still up 41-30 on number 6 Oklahoma. 14-43 left to go in that game. Spencer Rattler did leave the game for Oklahoma. He has come back in, though, for the Sooners. We've also got Ole Miss up on number 13 Arkansas. The number 17 Rebels, they're up 45-38. And Florida, they're up 42-0 on Vanderbilt. The number 20th ranked Gators just piling it on to poor Vanderbilt. They really just need to be in the SEC for baseball. We're going to head back to the Rock in Sun Prairie with the guys. Thanks, Hunter. Just another Vanderbilt slam there by Hunter Vaughn in the uh, in the scoreboard update. They're only in the SEC for baseball, he says. <laughs> well, uh, not completely wrong. I don't think. Mertzi's eating cake. Monte's getting his legs ready for a big run. And I've uh, stolen the first chair. Everything's falling apart here at the Rock at Sun Prairie. But time now for some game picks as we go across the college football landscape. I'm Alex Strofe, Adam Ertz, Monte Ball, Hunter Vaughn, all with you. We're going to make some picks now. We'll start with number 14, Notre Dame. We beat Wisconsin earlier this year. Lost to Cincinnati a week ago. They're at Virginia Tech today. And the line is even. It's a pick em, boys. Monte, we'll start with you. Who you got? Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. I got Notre Dame. I got. I, 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 I do got Notre Dame. Uh, question, though. My question, is Cone healthy? Is Cone playing? 
That is a good question. I think with Cone, I got Notre Dame. Without Cone, I got Virginia Tech. So I'm just going to go with my gut. Notre Dame. You think Cone makes that big of a difference, huh? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. So I, 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 got, I got Notre Dame. Who you got, Mercy? So I'm actually I'm going to take Virginia Tech in this game. All right. Uh, that's, a, that's an imposing place to play. Notre Dame showed some of its weaknesses uh, last week. Um, I, I just I, I don't have a good feeling for this uh, this game for Notre Dame. And uh, you mentioned it. Jack Cohn is starting today for Notre Dame. So we will see Jack Cohn. So your pick stands. I'll also take Notre Dame. Hunter, which direction do you go? You going to make it unanimous? I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. I'm going to put the split on it, I think, at home. I've had it playing during this whole time. Enter Sandman, get some going at night there in Blacksburg. And yeah, it I just, start, it's such it? a hard time to win in Blacksburg at night against Virginia Tech. It's uh, a good pick. I like it. Virginia Tech 3-1 and one on the year thus far. Uh, should be a good one tonight. I'd love a good late-night college mm-hmm. football game. Uh, in Virginia, so that'll be that'll be a good one. Let's go to the next one. Boise State two and three on the year right now. They're at number ten BYU. BYU favored by only six. I think they cover pretty easily, Monte. BYU all day and with, with the cover as well. That's a BYU is a, that's a really good football program there. Yeah. Um, you know they're not super flashy. They're not they're not you know the organs or what have you. But sound football, a team that you can't underestimate. That's BYU. <laughs> As the Badgers found out a few years ago, exactly. coming into Camp Randall, that was one of the biggest shockers that I've yeah. seen in uh, those early season games. I, I like BYU in this one also. Uh, Boise has not uh, played up to Boise standards this year. No, they have not. And BYU at home, uh, only favored by six. That's shocking to me. I'll take uh, Brigham Young mm-hmm. and the points. Hunter, make it unanimous. Yeah, I'm going with BYU as well. This is their 12th meeting between the two schools. Boise State has two three-game winning streaks. I think BYU finally gets their first three-game winning streak in that one. There we go. On to the next one, some Big Ten play now. Number nine, Michigan, who, of course, the Badgers lost to a week ago, heads to take on the Cornhuskers in Nebraska. Nebraska 500 at 3-3. and Nebraska has lost 15 straight versus ranked teams. Their last win coming in 2016 against number 22, Oregon. Do you think that streak ends today, Monte, as they host Michigan? <clears throat> I got Nebraska, man. Wow. I got Nebraska on this one. I, I know I'm in the minority here, but I got Nebraska. I think this is going to be the upset today. Uh, I, there's probably another one actually going on right now, but I'm, I'm going Nebraska. I really, really am. I think I think they snapped that streak. Texas currently on top of Oklahoma there by 11 points in the fourth quarter. That's there an upset, is. but it's not in the Big Ten. Mercy, where do you go, Nebraska or Michigan? You know, this Nebraska team lost at Illinois. In week zero, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's just it's so I, I preface that by saying it's shocking to me that I feel like they have a chance to win this game today, and I think that I think that Nebraska pulls off this wow. game against Michigan. Let's go, which is contrary to everything that I saw on the field last week yeah. in terms of the Wolverines. But Nebraska has been playing tough lately. I mean, obviously Oklahoma's taking it a little bit today with Texas, but they gave Oklahoma a game. They pushed Michigan State to overtime on the road. They throttled Northwestern, which I know that's not saying a ton, but that's it's not something that Nebraska has done in recent right. years. So is Scott Frost finally turning the corner? I, he would 
definitely get a leg up tonight with a win over Michigan. Yeah, Nebraska's hung in there all season long, as Mertzi alludes to. They, they've had wins over Fordham, Buffalo, and a big one over Northwestern last week. And they've hung in against ranked opponents this year despite that long losing streak against ranked opponents. Only lost by a touchdown to Oklahoma, who's looking like uh, they might go down today. And they only lost by a field goal to Michigan State a few weeks back. So it's a team that can hang in there. I just don't think it's going to be enough for a win today. I'll take the Wolverines to roll in uh, against Scott Frost and Nebraska. However, I think it's a close game. They're three-point favorites. <laughs> they might That might be a push. They might win by a field goal. I think it's a close game, but I will take the Wolverines. Hunter? I love this Michigan team in this game. Back in 1985, going way back, Jim Harbaugh oh had a 14-point halftime comeback in the Fiesta Bowl against Tom Osborne's Nebraska <laughs> Cornhuskers. Wow. That's a that's a pull. The, right. the Wolverines will not trail this entire game. That's how Ooh. bad this game is going to be. I oh, don't wow. know what Vegas is thinking with a three point spread. So you're it's all ridiculous. over Michigan, big yes. time. He said it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I love so it. much conviction. Conviction, yes. <laughs> Best I'll be game in college wrong. football that I had, right? So much <laughs> conviction. <laughs> Best game in college football today, a top five matchup between number four, Penn State, and they're on the road taking on number three, Iowa. Hey, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. <laughs> Sixth top five matchup in Iowa football history, the first at Kinnick Stadium since Iowa was ranked number one back in 1985, the year Hunter just alluded to when they defeated number two Michigan, 12-10. to 10. Monte, Penn State, Iowa, two teams you don't like very much. Very, very true. Very true statement. I got to go with I want Penn State to win, obviously, for obvious reasons, as we shared earlier in this show, but I was going to take it. It's hard to play in Kinnick Stadium, you guys. Probably one of the toughest stadiums that I have ever played in, mainly because the fans are right on top of you. Yeah. Literally can reach out and grab your shoulder pads. I mean, that's very intimidating. I got Iowa. I've gone back and forth on this game. Yeah, me too. I I keep going back and forth on this game. Uh, Interesting about that uh, historical matchup because that was obviously a Harbaugh um, quarterback Michigan team that was in there too with Hayden Fry. Um, Iowa was really impressive to me last year during COVID. They showed me uh, a program that had had kind of turned around out of this mediocrity they've been in for a while. Um, I love the running backs. I love Goodson. Man, I keep coming back to Penn State just being a really solid team. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Nittany Lions on this game, but this is this is a matchup I'm really looking forward to. Absolutely, I want to see those two teams go at it because that's some of the best in the Big Ten right there. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, as I called it, the best game in college football. Obviously, the best game in the Big Ten. This week, I like Iowa, guys. Kinnick mm-hmm. Stadium and Montano's is much better than I do. Tough place to play on the road, but in such a primetime matchup against such a tough Iowa team who's really looking like they have the potential to be a college football playoff team this year. I'll take them. They are one-and-a-half-point favorites, so we'll just pick Ooh. this one straight up. I'll take Iowa with the win. Hunter, where do you lie here? My favorite college football player ever is Niall Kinnick, the 1939 Heisman Trophy winner, the man that they named that stadium after. I can't pick against Iowa. They might be my second favorite team, even in the Big Ten, as weird Weren't as that is being a rival. 50 years after he played, Hunter? <laughs> yes, but he is an absolutely amazing human being if you read about him. I mean, I... I could t- have a whole show about why Niall Kinnick is the greatest college football player ever. That's how much I love Ooh. that man. Whoa! Ever? 
ever. Ever? He you had said that Herschel Walker. Niall Kinnick T- as Timmy a all around person is the greatest. Like had he yeah, okay. he ended up dying during World War Two. Yes. But had he not passed away, he probably would have been running for president around the same time as Nixon and JFK oh, wow. and probably would have been able to beat them in elections. That's so how much I know about that. You're not going to pick against Iowa. Wow. You're not picking against Iowa. No. No. There you go. He rides with Iowa. Well, we're going to wrap it up and make our final selections. We really know where everybody lies already, but we'll put a bow on this one as we get ready for Wisconsin and Illinois less than 15 minutes away. We'll wrap it up next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. away from kickoff between Wisconsin and Illinois as we get you set for another week of Big Ten football action. Alex Stroke, Monte Ball, Aaron, or Adam Mertz rather. I saw we got a text from our old buddy Aaron Norvell um, and made me almost call Adam Mertz Aaron Norvell. No Aaron Norvell this week as we missed out on Scrappy's nickname noises. What does a fighting Illini sound like, Mertzy? I said before that we that's one that we avoid. And I, it actually made me question again, like, how do they still have that nickname? Correct. The, 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 it's mind-boggling that that hasn't come up. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I think of it, a fighting on Illini, um, you know, you guys remember Peyton Manning's skit on SNL, the, the, the diehard Bears yes. fans? I just picture them just drinking Italian sausage broth. Uh, got the, the mustache going, uh, just 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 the whole Chicago Bears vibe. But obviously, this is college football. That that's what I picture. Yeah, okay, that's it. fair. I like I mean, it. What does a fighting Bielema sound like? Just a lot of like fir- third person references and a lot of grunts. A lot of grunts. He, he's he's a grunter. He yeah, is Coach Bielema gets his hundredth win is when we deserve to win. <laughs> a lot of a lot of third person conversation. <laughs> Self-defecating humor, oh, all that good man. stuff. Good old Coach B. Uh, Illinois and Wisconsin here in just a couple of minutes. Badgers are 12-point favorites. Uh, we will not pick against the spread. I want a winner and a final score. Mercy, let's start with you. I, uh, I, I, I wish that this was more of a game. Uh, you know, that, that people are getting hyped up about. And if the Badgers were in a better state right now, say 3-1 and one instead of 1-3, and right. three, and, and then looking forward to Bielema, there would be a lot more chatter about his time in Madison. There were a lot of really good memories. And, uh, you know, all in all, like, he did a, he did a, a very nice job here as head coach. Um, there, but there's some obviously, like, hilarious stuff that came up. I remember that he told P.J. Hill to take a tough pill once um, on the radio. And... <laughs> I think about that today, about this game, about like everyone's going to have to take a tough pill because it's just going to be knock, knock, knock in the trenches. I feel like Wisconsin is going to manage to pull out this game. I do say that contingent on uh, my non-nephew, <laughs> Graham Mertz, starting because I think that's a different offense. But really, Wisconsin, however it happens, Wisconsin has to find a way to win today. I'm going to call it 17-13. 17-13 Wisconsin, so no cover there. Monte, we know you're picking Illinois, unless you want to back out on that real quick. <laughs> no, can't back out. Too far. I'm too far in right now. I'm doubling down. Uh, most definitely got the fighting Illini. I think this is going to be a huge time of possession game. 
Um, obviously, the turnover column is important. I got, I got Illinois, you guys, beating, beating, beating the Badgers by three. I'm going to go 17-14. Ooh. Fighting so Illini. You, you just copied Mert's score and put the other team on it, or what? Essentially. Eh, is that no, what you I, said? It's 17? at 13. Oh, it's 13. 13. Yeah. Okay. I got, I got, One I got, point difference. Yep. I got 14-17. Yep. We all know it's going to be We all know it's going to be terribly low scoring, Ryan. Right? I'll take Wisconsin today, 14-10. to 10. I, I just I don't see points getting put up on the board. The offense has been so one-dimensional, but I don't even think that's fair to say because they haven't really done much this season. Right, yeah, almost uh, zero-dimensional. Can you be zero-dimensional? Yeah, I don't know if that's, that, like that's possible. Zero. <laughs> yeah, just like week zero. If there's a week zero, damn it, there could be a zero-dimensional <laughs> offense. So that's what we'll call Wisconsin today. Uh, but I will take them with the win, and we're still going to be frustrated with what we see against a uh, what I view as a lesser Illinois opponent. So I'll take Wisconsin today, 14-10. to 10. We've got a minute. Hunter, you want to throw a game pick in here since we're down Norvell? You're going to pick in his honor today. Uh-oh. 20-17, to 17, Wisconsin. I have no idea how Vegas thinks that the Badgers can ever win, beat a team by double digits. <laughs> Hunter's got a lot of gripes with Vegas today. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> but maybe he should be go, go work for the Caesars Palace or uh, the MGM out in Vegas. That's your next gig, Hunter. You're going to be, go be setting lines for college football games. Uh, big thanks to Hunter Vaughn and Max Meyerson running the show across ESPN Wisconsin today. A big thanks to our friends here at the Rock Sports Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. We've got like 85 plates in front of us that uh, Mertzi's going to devour before he flies over to Milwaukee to catch the Brewers game. Mertzi, have fun. Brewers win today? I think so. I think this is a 2-0. Yeah, heading to Atlanta. That's, uh, I'm, I'm sporting a winner. I'm sporting a Brewers jersey today, so uh, supporting a winner. Hopefully they can make it a 2-0 series. Monte giving me the thumbs down as he's a St. Louis Cardinals guy. I'm hurt, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still crying. <laughs> and I'm you'll be crying, crying next time we hear from you because you'll be running a mile around Capitol Square. This has been ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day across ESPN Wisconsin.